Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. Hello, September. Hello, September. Wow. How did that happen? We're in for a beautiful week, though. You know what? Some people, are they refer to this as the... Last long weekend of summer? No. It is. There's only two. I like to call it the second long weekend. <laughs> feels much better. Well, with kids going back to school on, on Tuesday, I mean, some have already gone back to school, but with uh, the English kids going back on uh, Tuesday, we're back to normal. Back to working days. Back to... Well, a week or two of everybody getting back into routine, I think, so... These have probably been... Going back to school, the kids over that two-week span, the real estate market is probably one of the quietest real estate markets. I can imagine. It's very quiet. It's very, we've been very, very quiet over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think we have, what, two more weeks of that? We probably have about a week of that. We might have another week of, you know, kids settling in, people going to new schools, parents being consumed with what's going on at school and things like that. And then, and then I think the market starts to pick up again. Uh, we've had a, a, a fairly robust um Summer. I mean, the, the sales have been there. Considering um, rates. Considering rates. And, you know, that announcement comes this week. And uh, Frank was just mentioned, doesn't think anything's going to move on that, which would be good news if, that, if that's the truth. That's, that'd be awesome. Actually, I can't find an economist that thinks it's going to go up. No. With the GDP numbers coming in the way they have, the slowdown has started in Canada. And we felt it physically. I think we felt it for the last few months. And Canadians have certainly felt it for the last few months. But for some reason... Stats can numbers didn't didn't say the same thing, but now it's starting to show that. And well, you uh, did say there's a six month delay, right? There, there is. I mean, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, they should see what Canadians are feeling like, and uh, certainly every day there's a news story of a family struggling. And again, we're not talking about unemployment because the jobs have been there. We're talking about hardworking Canadians just struggling to make ends meet these days, and that's concerning when they're working. And two incomes and still struggling. That's the concern. I, 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 was, I was happy to see some politicians, some premiers, some some people coming out now saying, okay, enough's enough. Like yeah. You can't do this anymore. We have people who are starving. We have people who can't afford to, to, to pay their rent, to pay their mortgage, to pay their bills. Like, enough's enough. Like, I know you're trying to slow down the real estate market. Congratulations. You did it. Yeah. Now let's get back to normal so people can afford to, to live. But, but the idea to was temper to... inflation. It's not about real estate because it's not all about real estate. I mean, you know, in our for us, it's in what our world, we do. It is, yeah, yeah, in our world. But it was all about getting inflation numbers back. And again, the argument is still out there. Every country measures inflation different. You know, some countries include car loans in inflation. Uh, they include a number of factors in inflation that we don't, and vice versa. We include shelter costs that a lot of countries don't. So inflation isn't the same across the world. That's number one. And number two. Why is 2% the number? Why can't 3% be the number? So that's the other question that's out there that the average person, not only Canadian, but American and everywhere else are asking the same questions. U.S. also, we saw their uh, job report, their unemployment go up three-tenths of a point yesterday. So again, I mean, you know, some economists are saying we're technically already at the beginning of a recession. Yeah. So, but the idea is to lower inflation without bringing us into a recession. Correct, correct. And now they're looking at end of 2023, early 2024, what they call a mild recession. Correct. And some but, are some are saying no recession. Mm-hmm. Some are saying no recession. Like I mean, we've been talking about going into this recession now for probably a year, a year and a half, and and you know, it's whether we're going to hit it, whether we have hit it, whether we're about to hit it, who knows? But it's 
Uh, it's just right now it's, and I know it's not all about real estate, but they are, they were trying to slow down the real estate market because it was getting out of control. Oh, yeah. You know, inflation was going through the roof, real estate market was going through the roof uh, and they've done it. I mean, they brought the inflation numbers down. They brought the real estate market down. Now let's, let's, let's start bringing the rates down again. Well, what's the fear now? So what's the fear with interest rates coming down? Is that going to start driving real estate prices back up? So have they really accomplished anything short term they have? The question now is whether there's longevity to this now is, you know, as interest rates come down because they have to, interest rates have to come down specifically over the next year, year and a half when all these mortgages start maturing that are in the twos and 1% range, one and a half, 1.89% range. If those mortgages are maturing and and the interest rates are where they are currently, it's a housing crisis. But if somehow we can get get those interest rates into the threes somewhere, then I think it's reasonable. But then the question becomes, so now that the interest rates are in the threes, everybody that's been sitting on the sidelines for the last 12 months, are they now anxious to get back in the real estate market? And Which last drives I checked, prices up again, yeah. Last I checked, the builders aren't exactly you know, building homes the way they did at the same pace that they did years ago. I have, so. I actually have a friend who's an electrician for a couple major builders, and he said that the bill, I'm not going to mention who they are, but there's three pretty big builders that have stopped building. Yeah. And they're waiting because no one's buying their product. But their numbers are way down. Their numbers are way down. Like now. for starts. I the mean. starts are way down. Yeah. And it's, you know, for the longest time, we're talking about like, let's get builders building, building, building. And they're not building right now. They're just not. It, there's one, there's too much red tape. The interest rates are too high. No one's buying. And a lot of the builders are building entry-level product. Well, what what's hit the hardest? Entry-level product, yeah. right? So your townhomes, your terrace homes, your small singles. And that's what builders have been building over the years, and that product is not moving right now. And so the builders have just said, you know what? Till this economy turns around, till this market turns around, we're not building. We're not building. I still remember back in the heyday when, you know, builders would build 40, 50, 60 homes in one phase, and they'd be sold out within, you know, three, four, five, six days. Now they're just not building. And they won't build unless someone buys. They won't do anything on spec anymore. So well, now what happens with new construction, Frank, where people have been waiting for two, three years for their homes to be built, whether they're buying condos or whatever, and now these buildings are built and they just can't afford to get into them now. That's that's the problem. So builders don't exactly come out there and tell you, by the way, we've got <laughs> all these homes that we thought we sold and all of a sudden they're back on the market. They do it. They do it very quietly. Um, you know, I, We've had a couple of calls from clients who purchased, and one of them specifically said, I bought it as an investment property. It made sense when I bought it back in early 2022. Not anymore. Because <laughs> the rent would have made sense, but they wouldn't lock me in a rate. They would lock me in a rate for 12 months, but now it's 18, 20 months for it to be built. So all of a sudden, I'm doing the math on it. It's like, I'm going to be out about $1,200 a month. That's not an investment anymore. Not to mention, that's not counting the down payment I'm putting, the interest I'm out on the down payment that I have to put towards it. So what are my options? I said, well, you're talking to the wrong guy as far as, you can qualify for a mortgage, but you're right. It doesn't make financial sense. What about the builder? What what angle do I have? I said, you got to talk to your lawyer, obviously, but you signed the contract. So the builder may choose to hang on to your deposit and that's it. Or they may choose to put the house back on the market. And if it's gone down, you know, they lose another 50000 They may come after you for 50000 That's what you have to be prepared for. But I talked to no. the lawyer. So it works exactly the same way as all real estate deals then. <laughs> sure, yes. New construction. There's, there's people walking away from new construction right now. Back during COVID, when the prices went crazy, if you tried to get out of that deal, the builders probably would have said, no problem. I'll let you out of that deal. I sold it to you for 450 Now it's worth 600 You want to back out of that deal? No problem. Yeah. It went the other way now. So now that they're, they sold something for a million, that's now 800 you back out of that, 
you're on the hook for that. So you just don't back out. You, you and have it's big to. money, so it's worth them suing you, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm dealing with a, a couple who thought their house was X. We can't sell it for X. We're selling it for way under X. And they've already closed on another house for a really high dollar figure. And their deposit is 75000 And they're like, well, do I go to the builder and see if I can get out of this deal? I'm like, well, that house that you paid 1.1 for is probably worth about nine nine fifty right now. So the builder's not going to let you out of that. So your option is to close on that. And so they lose on both ends. Your, your, jo- your job is to close on that or walk away from your deposit, deposit 75 grand. And they think, I think they're going to walk away from it. Ouch. Yeah. But you're right. They lose on both ends. If they do close on it, they just bought something for 1.1. That's only worth about nine, nine fifty right now. for less. Yeah. And I don't know, did, would the bank do an appraisal on that uh, before closing? Will. In most cases, yes, depending on the circumstances. But you know, if they haven't sold their existing home and all of a sudden now they've got to carry two mortgages. A uh, good chance that the bank or lender is going to do an appraisal on it. Yeah. And therefore, they'll lend the 80% based on the appraised value. So they paid 1.1 and now it's worth 900. You know, they're going to get 80% of 900, which is 720. That means they got to come up with the difference for the down payment. Are they doing so, appraisals on new construction now? Uh, a lot it, of times. I mean, once it's built, they go, wait a minute now. <laughs> this market has changed a little. We went through, so we go through phases and everything we go through phases, depending on what the market conditions are. So at for, during COVID, if somebody bought from a builder, there was very few appraisals being done with the exception of they want to do the appraisal to make sure that it's 97% complete. But they weren't doing it for value. They were doing it more to make sure the house is complete. Today, they're doing it for value because they understand that if, depending on when the purchase agreement was signed, they understand and they'll look at the market analysis and they'll see real estate in Ottawa since April of 2022 has come down 8%. So we have to do an appraisal because there's a good chance that what they paid for this property is higher than what the market value is. So if they're doing appraisals on all those, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be out of pocket on those. Well, they got to increase their down payment. Now, again, (laughs) if somebody's bought the house with 30% down, it really doesn't matter because they've got that gap there, you know, to to be able to to make up the difference. It's when somebody's purchased with, if you buy a house over a million dollars, you can't purchase with less than 20% down. But if you bought a house in nine hundred thousand and you were going to buy it with five percent down, and now it's valued at eight hundred thousand, you got a big problem because in, in most cases they were just struggling to come up with the five percent of the nine hundred, which is five percent of the first five hundred, and then ten percent of the next four hundred. Now they got to come up with that extra hundred thousand dollars as well, which is really, really a struggle for a lot of people. That's why they walk away from deposits. Morally, they have no choice. Exactly, and, and, they have no choice. It might be a little more palatable if you're walking away from a 30, 40, 50, $60,000 deposit than actually having to put all that money down and buy this property. It's, yep. it's happening. I've seen it. Boy, that, with, that brings you right back at that, you know, then you're in negative territory for years saved. Yeah. But saying that real estate's a long-term game. It's a long-term But you got to get into it. If yeah, you can't afford yeah, to get into yeah. it, you know, when you make these well, plans. Well, we're seeing the rental market right now go through the roof because the first-time home buyers are just not there. They can't afford to get into this market. So we're seeing a lot of, like, the dollar value on some of these rentals is unbelievable. Like, yeah. they're, from what you get today compared to what you got three months ago, it, it could be, depending on what you're buying or what you're renting, it could be two, three, four hundred $400 a month more expensive now than it was three months ago. And three months ago was super expensive already. So but probably $1,000 less than you'd pay in a mortgage. P- yeah, potentially. Yeah, the way the rates are right now. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We will be right back.
We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back with Paul Rushforth and Frank DiPolitano. Did you guys read the stat this week, the survey? 50% of Canadians are living paycheck to paycheck? Yeah, 46% of us. scary is that? 47 and the de- depending what age group you get yeah. into, well, it's 53 and 57%. That that was the biggest one, I think, was age 18 to 35 is the... the, the 53%, I think. 50, 35 so, yeah. to 54 is yeah. like 57%. Living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. And it, there was scary. another stat too, 61% is... Uh, uh, can't even remember it, but I remember seeing it. It was on the news last night too, but it was, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's accurate. I don't, I, I yeah. believe it. I know lots yeah. of people who are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, we all are like with, with the way the rates are right now. It's crazy. Well, it's not the rates. It's everything else that's gone up. Yes. And now oil's yes. gone up to over $80 a barrel. So now expect the prices at the pumps to go up. And I know they hike gas by 10 cents because it was summer gas. I'm sure it'll go up another Eight cents when it's winter gas. It's supposed to go down. I know. Supposed but, to. Logic would say that, but I don't know. Nobody sees it. So, but what does that do to a real estate market if, you know, with interest rates having gone up so much, if these people have to renew and they're already living paycheck to paycheck? Well, so I've done a couple of interviews this week on increasing amortization. So, uh, unfortunately, that's the position Canadians are in. I mean, here they set this budget, they've, they've gone by it, they've done very well. COVID assisted them a little bit by the fact that, you know, a lot of people started to work from home instead of going to the office, so they saved some money. There's a lot of people that I talked to that actually paid down their mortgage with the extra savings. They didn't get reckless about it. Uh, you know, they they made some headway. And then you add on top of that the fact that the equity went up on a property because the property values went. But now the renewal comes up and they're comfortable making the payments they are now, but they're not comfortable watching their payments go from you know, 800 biweekly to 1100 biweekly. That's something they're not comfortable with based on everything else being so expensive. So, you know, they might have 15 years left on their amortization and we're having to redo the mortgage and increasing it to 20 years uh, because they want to make sure that they maintain and have that buffer zone. And for some people, it's that buffer zone. They don't want to be stretched that much that they don't have anything to fall back on. So it makes sense, but it's unfair but it's short term, and I've said to a lot of people, I, I believe it's short term. We've got these elevated interest rates. Hopefully, moving forward, we'll start to see Bank of Canada be more proactive and make sure that as these as prime rates starts to come down, we're going to catch the inflation a little bit quicker so that we can act on it quicker instead of waiting until the last minute and then having to hike it as aggressively as they have it's, over the last 18 months. It's going to be interesting to see how quickly they lower these rates. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to lower them like they raise them. No. But I do think, you know, I'd like to see over the next, let's say, 12 months be down 2%. think no. that's possible? No? Probably not. No. I think I think we're at least six months away from any decreases starting. So, yeah. you know, that means we're into the spring. And then in the spring. Unless we hit a big recession. Unless we hit a big recession. I mean, I mean there's always factors that come into play. Uh, by the way, I noticed, you know, and I, and I read a lot of sports articles, there's a baseball team that put three players on COVID-19 a break for some reason. So what? Uh, COVID, yeah, COVID injury list for seven days. So I don't, I mean, I keep hearing this talk about it's coming back again. Well, there's a new strain or something. Like a new that, strain, so. but, but that's the kind of stuff, you know, you talked about the recession, another strain that shuts down the economy. That's the kind of stuff that would drive interest rates down quickly. Apart from that, everything else being normal, you know, I think that we'll, we'll see about a 1% drop next year, potentially in prime, as much as 1%, but it's going to be very gradual. We'll start in the spring, and then we'll quarter see point. 
quarter point, quarter point. We're not going to see the three quarters and one percent the way unless again that strange shuts down the economy. We, That's the only because when we'll we raised it. our first couple raises were three quarters of a percent, weren't they? Well, no, the first one was a quarter, and then it went to fifty, and then yeah. we saw the three quarters <clears throat> and really aggressive. Now, and, why does it go up or down in quarters? That's a good question. It's a good question because some of the banks didn't exactly. If you remember five, six years ago, when Prime went down, they only gave back fifteen points. Yeah, they I remember kept that. ten points. Yeah. So um, the banks were able to do it in different increments than the than the quarter point. But the Bank of Canada, for some reason, I don't know. Maybe that'll change. Nothing wrong with it changing. Why, like I could you're right. The, I why not go up ten basis points or why? down? You or know, down when they start going points. down, if they're a little worried about it, again, go this down is, ten or fifteen. Why is inflation two percent? Why isn't it three yeah. percent? Why does it have to be a quarter point? So the good uh, news, the good news is though, if we do remain flat on the during the announcement on the sixth, I think we're going to get a little more optimism in the market. Even though like people can hardly stomach where we are right now, it still creates that optimism. And I think that you know, if we even if it takes six months for a drop, if we have a couple more announcements, just, you know, going yeah. going sideways. I think the, the people are going to have a lot more optimism. They feel we're going in the right direction. Um, and you said at the start, you said we're done. Like we, we should be done with these raises now. And the only way to go now is down. So we're at the yeah. worst. We're at the worst we're going to be. Yeah. If we can get a drop in the springtime for the housing economy, that's the best case scenario because at least we'll get that drop. But again, it does. It's a quarter percent drop isn't going to help somebody whose mortgage is coming up next year. And in twenty, you know, if their mortgage is coming up next year, they probably took the mortgage out in 2019 where they were in the low threes to mid threes now having to be in the mid fives. I mean, that's not going to help them that much. They're also still going to be in a position where, but if we start to see interest rates on a downturn, it it gives the argument to maybe renew into a variable because now you're looking at prime rate probably have peaked and now you could start to watch prime rate come down. So therefore you're in a position where your interest rate will come down over the year and two years as prime rate comes down. And then you can pick and choose. And listen, you don't want to time interest rates. But the one thing I do know is that you don't want to lock into a long-term mortgage when they've peaked. That's the time that you want to be able to go into either a short term. But again, the short terms aren't as attractive today because they're higher than the five-year. So you're almost tempted to take a five-year fixed. And it's tough to take a five-year variable because of how much prime has gone up. But if the lenders can be more aggressive at their discounts on the prime rate uh, with the variable rate mortgages, then I think they stand to get more business uh, variable size. But you still have to qualify. still have to qualify, but it's two points above whatever the contract rate you get. So you you still get a variable rate mortgage. If you're buying with less than 20% down or have 35% down or more and it's insurable over 25-year amortization, you still get prime minus 0.91%. So- you're in the low sixes, but if prime starts to come down, then all of a sudden, you know, the qualifying becomes a little easier. I'm 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 due on one of my mortgages October 2024, and when all this raising was going on, I'm like, oh, I got loads of time. I'll be fine by the time that rolls around. Now I'm like, Oof, I'm probably gonna have to jump into a one or a two year, probably a variable. You might, you might, and with a little luck, the the rates can now go back to normal, where the one year is lower than the five year, where it's the opposite right now. But as things, as interest rates and the economy starts to get back to normal. Uh, then hopefully we can see the interest rates revert back to it, it pays to take a one year because it's lower than the five year and it gives you an opportunity a year from now to be able to renew again and get the lower rates. Yeah, but rates that's come not down. to the advantage of the bank, so I don't see that happening. Well, but the banks want to maintain their business. That's the other thing we're going to see that's very, very prevalent is the banks want to hang on to their book because they're not growing as fast as they have over the last three or four years. 
despite the fact that Royal Bank still had record profits, the other banks, nobody's feeling sorry for them, or at least I don't think so. The other banks didn't make their 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 uh, their Quarter. profits weren't as high as they were at the same time last year, but they still did very 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 well. Are so, they all doing fewer mortgages now? They are doing fewer mortgages, and that's why they're being a little more aggressive on the renewals and. Again, I always say to consumers when they call me, my banks offered me, are you sure that's their best rate? Because banks don't come out with their best rate up front. So, you know, they'll tell me what the rate is and I'll say, listen, I know we can get better. And in some cases, honestly, they don't qualify to go anywhere else. They have to stay at their bank. But the bank doesn't know that they don't qualify because the bank doesn't do a whole new application unless you're refinancing. So in those scenarios, this one, I say, hey, just let them know that you spoke to a mortgage broker and this is the rate that's being offered and see if they can match it because at least you'll get a competitive rate as opposed to falling for their line where, no, that's the best we can do. It's not. It's the best they want to do at that time and hope that you go for it. The best we can do. Hmm. No, really. That's the best <laughs> I yeah. can do. That's, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, Until oh, you tell oh, you can oh, get, or you can get what you oh. can get. Oh, okay. oh yeah, now I, I can do. I can do that now. I, you know what? I worked really hard for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I, I went I all the way to the top. I had to go all the way to a manager in Toronto. To get that's what part. I do when I go into a car dealership. I'm like, I know what I want. I want this car in this color. Give me your best price, and if you have to come back and then go back and negotiate more, I'm walking out the door. And it's it happens. I'll come back and they'll be like, How about this? I'm like, uh, Can you knock a little bit more off? Let me ask my manager. I'm out. My yeah. I need your lowest price. Right I remember now. that's how you bailed on the Miata. <laughs> 521 talk 521 we'll be right back we return to open house the real estate and mortgage show on news talk 580 cfra welcome back to the show frank Napolitano here paul rushworth here where are we at for listings now? We're probably down. I'm, we, I'm assuming we are down. We're we're still under four thousand. We're at thirty seven eighty five listings on the market. Thirty one sixty eight of those are residential. Six hundred and sixteen condos, which is still not bad for condos. They're not raising too much. Uh, you know, with rentals, we're just under forty four hundred. So we're you know, but rentals are actually starting to come down. There's five hundred and fifty five rentals on the market right now, which is actually coming down a little bit. Um, and the last seven days, I always track by week. In the last seven days, our new listings were down, our sold properties were down, and our average sale price was down by the week. What do you think the August numbers are going to show when they come out? Should be out in the next few days, right? Yeah, they should be out in the next few days. So I'll have them for, for the show. Um, I think if when you compare August over August last year, I think we're going to be fine. I think our number of sales are going to be up, and I think our average sale price is also going to be up. But when you compare year to date where we were at the end of August this year compared to where we were last year, You know, last year we were probably at about, uh, at the end of August, we were probably at about 720, 730 is the average sale price. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm guessing on that one, but it was roughly around there. We're probably going to be at about 670, 680. So we're definitely going to be lower than where we were sitting last August. Um, but the market is having a rebound since the end of July, uh, end of January. Sorry, we've been up every single month. The only time we went down was in January. We went down quite a bit. We went from an average sale price of six ninety one to an average sale price of six twelve. So we had a big drop in January, and then since then, we've done all we've done has gone up. So it's good news. So I think when, when the numbers come out, I think we're going to be up again. So if you want to sell before <clears throat> Christmas, yeah. If you want to get done before Christmas. You've right. got to either make that decision now or wait. I would, I would get done now, Like get your house on the market right now. Things are still selling. If you're a house that needs a lot of work, 
you have to do the work. Uh, get us in the door before you decide to list because the the appetite for work again, like, you know, when we went through COVID, I'd go into someone's house and it would look terrible. They'd be like, should I do all this, 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 and this? I'm like, nope, just get it on the market. Your house will sell. And it did. Now, do I need to do the work? Yeah, you do. Is it a question of you're going to lose money or people are just not going to be interested if they need to do the work? People are not interested in doing anything. Like I'm talking even painting, even though when you buy a house, you got to paint because you, you all the have, holes are there yeah, when you take the pictures down, right? You have to paint. When when people start moving their furnace, I mean their furniture, their furniture, when they start moving their furniture, there's going to be stains, there's going to be this, they're, they're, when they take off the pictures, there's going to be like that. So you're definitely painting regardless. So, you know, put that on the agenda that you are painting. But nowadays, I mean, people walk in, if they see any work, they're just not interested. There's, so it's the houses that are fully upgraded are the ones that are selling. Um, and there's absolutely zero appetite for cheating on price right now because there's enough comparables that people know, you know, why would I pay this for this one when this one down the street is $20,000 less and actually looks nicer. And they have a bit of time to check one compared to another now, right? They do. Yeah. The days of, you know, walking in that door and having to do an offer on the spot and going a hundred to 200,000 over is over. You can now, and I get all the feedback on all our listings. A lot of the feedback comes back is, you know, beautiful home, very interested. We have a few more to see. Well, that feedback was never, you would never have seen that during COVID because you'd be like, <laughs> I'd read that during COVID. I'd be like, you have a few more to see. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good you'll luck. be seeing them. That's all oh, you'll be that, doing. That's all you'll be doing is seeing them. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was really, really hard on buyer's agents going through COVID oh. because it was, you know, especially we'll get a lot of calls and they'll say, listen, we want to see your listing, your listing at, you know, one, two, three ABC street. And you know, we're going to pop up and we're going to show them that listing. So we don't have any relationship with this person or people. And then we're going to say, oh, you like it? Yeah, I know it says $699, but you're going to have to go to about $850 to get it. That was really, really tough for buyer's agents. Now it's a little different. You can negotiate certain areas you can't. Certain areas it's asking price or more. But there's other areas that you can go in there. You could go take a look at three, four, five, 10, 15 comparables, come back to this house, make an offer and make it under asking. Uh, and that's happening more often now. Uh, oh. That's Frank, 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 stop it. Stop that's, it. Yeah. that's, uh, that's my, that's my dog who decided to come with me today and is deciding to bark at the, the, the traffic. Yeah. Are you working from home? <laughs> doesn't like motorcycles. Apparently, apparently doesn't like motorcycle. Petra, your dog is killing me. <laughs> I think he just had something to say about what's going to happen in the market. Yes. That's, that's Chevy's way of saying. I think, I think Chevy just said, buy now. Buy now. <laughs> I think that's what he's trying to say. You see all these, all these funny commercials with kids. I use my dog. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank, let me say, if you qualify now, if you pre-qualify now, you should be in good shape. You shouldn't have to revisit that in the next few months, right? Well, you're right. I mean, you're qualifying at the highest rates. Doesn't look like uh, fixed rates are going to go up anytime soon. Although the bond market's been hit and miss. I mean, there are days when it goes down and then other days. Now we've seen over the last two weeks, it's gone down a little more than a quarter percentage point. So that's a good sign. But And has uh, that been passed along? Uh, no, no, but it takes a while, uh, and it might, it might. And actually, I hear, I see more emails saying the lenders may raise this week. It's like what? Based on am I missing something? Don't know. Oh, Frank, hold no on, idea. hold on. That's the scare tactic, right? I've seen some bankers and mortgage brokers who the scare tactic is, you know, lock in now, buy now. Rates are going through the roof. Well, that that message was great a year ago. Yeah, but it's not a great message now because we're like I said, we already said we're we're at the tail end, if not the end. Have they factored in, factored in an increase for Wednesday or not? They have not factored in an increase okay. for Wednesday. Okay. The markets have not factored an increase, but 
they're skeptical and and rightfully so because when he started raising rates again in July, market didn't expect it. So there's some skepticism there um, whether Bank of Canada is going to sit tight. Everybody believes they're going to sit tight, but they get surprised. I mean, you know, as much as we think, I don't it's think not going to go up. No, they don't. They don't. And I, I'd like to think that Tiff Macklem gets it. Well, he uh, hasn't so time far. Time will tell. <laughs> well, but, but time will tell. But you know, we're at the right time. If you're going to get pre-approved now, the likelihood is that you're you're at the peak. So there's only good news ahead. I've had clients that have uh, called me and said, "Hey, Frank, like we bought a house and closing next spring." You know, but we'd like to get a rate lock in place because we're hearing that rates could be higher in the spring. And I said, I'd be more than happy to do that for you. But the likelihood is that you won't have to worry about rates being higher in the spring because the chances are very, very high that the rates will actually be lower. I'm just thinking we haven't talked rate lock in forever. Nope. I mean, there's no real need, right? Well, when they peak, I mean, unfortunately, we saw them go up because of what happened in July and August. We saw the rates go up over the summer where they should have probably state flat or come down a little bit. So we have seen rates go high a little bit more than they should. Uh, we've seen banks maybe not increase their spreads a little bit because, again, they're concerned. We're going to see banks be a little slower at lowering rates as the bond markets start to come down. We might see banks maybe adjust their primes so that if prime rate comes down a quarter point, they may not give. We've seen it before where they don't give the full quarter percentage point. These are all things that are possible possible to happen. Uh, the other thing, we're going to see some news come out, and we just saw one of the banks that just sent out an email, but I'm waiting for one or two more to come out just to get a a, a firmer idea of what their policies are going to be. But we're going to see for people that have those combination mortgage and home equity lines of credits, we're going to see um, the rules come out where you're going to have to start to pay down the line of credit too. You may not be able to get away with just interest-only payments. So uh, they're going to have to amortize the line of credit as well. So that makes you know, some sense, though. It it, it kind of does, but um, you know what what OSFI and Bank of Canada is looking to get rid of is those those combination where as you pay down your mortgage, you the limit on the line of credit goes up. So they're looking to get rid of that type of yeah. system. So you know, I think we'll see some of the banks just get rid of that altogether, and just you're going to get a line of credit based on the value today. You're going to get a mortgage based on the value today, and if you pay down your mortgage, your line of credit limit remains the same so that you know maybe you can get away with just making interest-only payments depending on what the loan-to-value When's, is. How many, how many more announcements do we have by the end of the year? Every three, month? Three. Three. We got this one and two more. Yeah, this, this one and two, two more. more. September, so October, October, December. So. Yeah. Well, so, let's, hope, let's hope one of those is, is, is a rate drop. Probably not. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen that quick unless, unless again, something happens, the recession gets deeper. The job, the unemployment rate goes up tremendously. I mean, there's the possibilities there. It's just not likely. It's more important, I think, now just not not to have any more increases. Yes. Just to be able to s- remain on the sidelines for now and let the numbers and let let the economy show you how, how people are feeling and then be able to adjust quickly at, at, at that as well. If you're, we're starting to see delinquencies go up on mortgages. We know we're starting to see delinquencies go up on credit cards. Credit card usage is at an all-time high, including in the U.S. So again, the US, I talk about lagging figures. The U.S. just came out with a stat this week that the credit card balances today are higher than they've ever, ever been. So again, now we're going to start to see the U.S. economy start to suffer a little bit, and therefore we're going to start to see the Feds also talk about potentially starting to lower the Fed rate as well. My uh, My biggest fear with these rate announcements is 
for certain products in this market, if they don't start dropping the rates until spring, we're going to start seeing a glut of certain things on the market. And right now those are townhomes in suburbia. We're starting to see a lot of, mainly because that is a first time home buyers product and they're not buying right now. So there's a lot of townhomes on the market. We're getting into our spring market. We're going to have more townhomes on the market. And I think that product in suburbia might be in a little bit of trouble if we don't have a rate. Value-wise, you mean? Value-wise, yeah. We're already seeing it. I mean, builders are coming out now. Uh, builders used to a- advertise townhomes for, you know, seven, $800,000. There now, there's a couple builders that are in the high fives now for townhomes in suburbia. So we're seeing that drop. And obviously, they're not selling anything. Resale is not selling anything. So we're starting to see, seeing the values of those drop. Now, great if you're able to afford to get in the market and buy a townhome because they, you're going to get it for a great dollar. And you probably will get it for about $100 to $150, $50,000 less than what you would have at the peak of the of COVID. So, so what do you do then? Do you wait until spring? It's, or- hard, it's hard to time it. And, you know, listen, it's, it, in, last, in 2021, in October, November, December, if you would have waited to, until Jan, Feb, March of that year, you were too late, yeah. right? So it's hard to know. Do you wait until the spring to pick up a townhome where it potentially could be worth less or... Is the market going to shift that quick that once we drop just once, it's going to, the floodgates are going to open. So it's really hard to time a market, uh, especially a market as fluid as we've been over the last two, three years, right? We just don't know where everything's going. And I think just one rate drop might just push people into going a little bit harder. Um, and, and I just worry though, that if we don't get those rate drops soon enough, there will be a glut of that product on the market and it will be a great time to buy. It'll be a terrible time to sell or a tough time to sell. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back with Chevy. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Frank and I were having a little heated argument in the break over football. But there, there's no argument. I was at the game. Do not tell me. I, I am going to look it up as soon as we're done you here. You can look it up, and you will c- come on the radio the next week. Barking. Wait a second. You will come on the radio next week, and you'll say, Frank, you were right yet again. I won't be able to talk. I can't get a word in with you. <laughs> 815 shows of being a marriage counselor. <laughs> oh. I know I'm right. I got it. Greg, are you looking it up for me? You can look it up, Greg. Yeah, I'm going to look I it can, up. I'll, okay. I'll let you know as soon as I find you. it. And, and our friend Adam Cote will verify it. The Buffalo Bills won their first regular season game last year because I was at the game in Los Angeles and they beat the LA Rams. They period. lost to the Steelers, they, period. Well, they will lose to the Steelers if they play them because right. you're right. Steelers Greg, are Greg is looking it up right now. And, and hold on. We will announce on air who the losers of this bet. Okay. All right. Be, be prepared to be a loser. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but <laughs> I know I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm leaving the studio. Yeah. Guys. All right. Let's get back to the real estate yes. mortgage show. All right. Yes. Question. Can we do some simple math? Well, sure. simple math to you. So that people understand how much it costs to have a house these days. Mm-hmm. 600000 buys you what? Townhouse? Townhouse. Yep. Townhouse. Down payment on that? Minimum? 5%. 5% minimum. of the first five hundred. Thirty-eight and, grand. And then 10%. 35 grand. 35 grand. 35 grand. But then you got to add a four percent default insurance on that mortgage amount that's that you're getting. It's actually thirty grand, five percent. Yeah, but you got to get more than that. 
What do you mean? You he get says five percent of the first five hundred. Ah, that's right. That's ten percent of their next one. Yeah. He said it already. That's right. So that's there's another one coming soon. <laughs> there's another one coming soon. Great. So now you're adding about twenty one grand in insurance to your mortgage. You're adding approximately twenty one. So basically, your thirty thousand dollar down payment really it ends up being a one percent down payment. So wow. So now your monthly payments are about thirty eight hundred bucks. By the time you include. Are you including property taxes? No, no, that's no. that's my point. Like, and then you got to not... qualify over forty three hundred a month. A month. So how much a do month. you have to make to qualify? Rule of thumb is four times your gross income. That's the rule of thumb. If you're not carrying a lot of other debt, it could be lower. If you're carrying two car loans, a student loan, yeah. a credit card debt, it could be two, three times. But if you're carrying just one car loan, maybe a small credit card balance it's likely about four, four times your gross income. So if you're looking to buy or if you're looking to get a $600,000 mortgage, as an example, your gross income needs to be about $150,000 a year for you to get it. And there's not a lot making $150,000. There's not individuals. So individuals are right out of the market. Yeah. Like it's impossible. Yeah, but that math it? is tough because one hundred and fifty really is not what you're taking home. No, no. that's and then Ottawa. And then you're paying over $4,400 a month plus property taxes. Yes, Hence, hence why you're seeing people stay in rentals because the interest rates are so high that they probably got a rental agreement in the two thousand to twenty five hundred dollar range. They can't afford to buy right now, yeah. Because not only are they their hard earned work money is going into the down payment, so they're losing that, but at the same time, their monthly expenses are going up by up to two thousand dollars a month, which most people can't afford. It's hard. It's hard. Wow. Now, Greg did look it up, and so, yeah, I, I was I'm, I'm, I was I'm right. I said the first. I said the first home game. Did I not? Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh wait, wait! I can okay. see these hairs splitting. Uh, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. Frank was right. It's not often, but yes, the Buffalo Bills did win their first game. So let's once again, if Cote, if you're listening, once again, I got poo pooed by the Bills again. Mm-hmm. You know, so, thirty-one ten over the Rams. Yes, uh, I was at the game. Damn. What? Trust are, me. What are the odds this is not going to make the YouTube video? Uh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> no, no, me, no, no, no. Me admitting no. I was wrong is not going to be on the video. <laughs> we'll we'll edit that out. That's what you start with. Yeah. The video. You can so. cut that and send it to Frank. <laughs> Frank will blast that everywhere. Yes, yeah. I will. Finally, I'm right. Uh, speaking of which, you video the show every week. I do. Well, so, Greg does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go on YouTube and can I see the whole show or just snippets or? Like, whole show, including Frank now, including Frank now. We got no, we're just two, missing Steve. We two, need one two more camera set up right Steve. now, and uh, we'll we'll get you on. Steve. No, no, two's plenty. So we uh, <laughs> we we posted all over social. So Greg will post the full show. Jocelyn and Greg will post the full show, and then we'll do snippets and stuff like that. And you know anything that that comes valuable, we'll 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 post that. So probably nothing from Frank's mouth, but usually most from my mouth, which will be the value which we post on social. We cut it, and well, I'd like to say we cut it. I do nothing to do. I have nothing to do with it. Greg, we, Greg does he all says that. We anytime somebody else does something for him, but when he does yeah. it, it's I. <laughs> That's all. Like when we cut the grass. Yes. When we. Yes. No. So so Petra's son is learning how to cut the grass now. So so you say we. So, so yeah, so he cuts the grass now. This is perfect. I don't have to pay anyone and he cuts it. Oh, here's Cote right now text, text, <laughs> texting me. <laughs> hey, listen, speaking of, um, no, I was going to say speaking of Cote, but I'll let you play with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rates right now, Frank. Yeah. Uh, five year, 609. 
Well, on, on a conventional side, on a 30-year amortization, you're looking in the sixes. If you're looking at a high ratio, which means 25-year uh, amortization, uh, so either a purchase with uh, less than 20% down or a purchase with 35% down or more, uh, then you're looking in the mid fives. Five, four, nine. Five, four, nine, five, five, four, somewhere in there. And a variable best you can do is 610, 6.1? Well, 6.1, you're talking about, a, again, same yeah. idea, 25-year yeah, yeah. amortization. It's called insurable in our industry, which means that it's a 25-year amortization uh, and it's either a purchase and or just a straight mortgage switch from one lender to another, which we're doing a lot of. Can you get an insured mortgage if your property's over a million bucks? You cannot. A million is the max across the country. So will it's that not, change, do you think? I think it will. I, they used to have it in the 70s and 80s. It used to be regionalized where certain regions had a certain amount based on on you know what the values were. So Toronto and Vancouver would have a higher limit than than Ottawa would. They changed that, and uh, I think there's a push now to probably change it again where you can have some regional figures. They uh, have to. They, they have, have to. to. Toronto and Vancouver, a million dollars gets you nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. So there's no yeah. insurable business. So there's lenders out there. And listen, the big banks control the mortgage market, but they also give a lot of money to the smaller lenders who lend it out, and they do a lot of the lending based on insurable business. And uh, you know they're doing very little business in Toronto and Vancouver because that, that market just doesn't. Can't sustain insurable business. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You can't even get a portion of that mortgage insured. Not even a portion. Nothing. Nothing at all. Zero. There's so many things that don't make sense. Like, why wouldn't they insure up to a million and then give you the option to pay for insurance? Well, you're right. I mean, I, I think there's going to be lots of things that are going to be tabled once we start to see the interest rates come back down and once they feel that housing isn't going to go the route that it did during COVID where it just... It, it, Let's call a spade a spade. It got crazy. Yeah, like oh, yeah. like it really did. Like the you yeah, know, the once values in a lifetime, were out of control. Once in a lifetime, crazy. yeah, the values got out of control, and, and you'll never see that again. I no. hope not, because no. that's that's what they're banking on is that this never happens again because it's too hard on the system, yeah. too hard now, on Canadians. The only scary thing is, is we still have no inventory. So when you have no supply, what does that mean? You got a lot uh, of demand on it, right? So yeah. if the rates start coming down, that's probably why they'll do it gradually. Because if they start taking chunks down and everyone jumps into that market. Less than 4,000 homes on the market. And I mean, can you imagine if you're someone who had like millions of buyers? I mean, that would be, that would be they'd swallow those up. Birthdays? Yep. Birthdays, uh, Vinny Adams, uh, one of our agents, top agents, celebrating his birthday tomorrow. Uh, great guy. Doesn't know a lot about football, but he's a great guy. Uh, Pina and Mo, uh, Pino, who used to be on the radio here, Bernardi and uh, Maurizio, my brother-in-law, celebrating their anniversary this week, as well as my brother-in-law, uh, who celebrated his 60th birthday. So we had a nice surprise birthday party for him, including his cousin and his uncle coming from Italy, and he had no idea that they were wow. here. So it was an awesome night. Last week when, you're, when your brother-in-law was here, mm-hmm. you know what? I think he might talk more than Frank, which is oh, that's, impossible. Uh, that's impossible, I know. But oh, the, I don't know. imagine the two of those in a room together. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quiet away from the radio studio, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you're definitely quiet buying breakfast today because I bought it. But anyways, well, I thought I'd get that into the anything. See, yep. I, I knew you were going to do that. So you bought breakfast for yourself and you're taking credit for it on the radio. That's incredible. <laughs> All at PaulRushworth.com. Frank N. at MortgageBrokersOttawa.com. Have a great week. Have More a great more. long weekend and support local businesses and charities. More fighting next week. Stay <laughs> come, come listen.